Hello and welcome to the Relationship Breakthrough Show from Aligned With Love. I'm Matt. And I am Rebecca. This is the place for people to have a magical, loving, intimate relationship. Thanks for joining us now. Let's get started. When we're struggling in our relationship and trying to make it work, it's very common that we'll look to make some changes to try to improve things. But could it be sometimes that in making the changes, we could do things that we believe our partner wants us to do, but actually make us feel unhappy ourselves? So how do we avoid losing ourselves when we're trying to make the relationship work? Today, I'm excited to be joined by Lee Hopkins, who helps people to create lasting friendships and relationships. After struggling with loneliness most of his life, he's tried various ways to resolve it, including moving across the US to find his tribe and to fit in. And he's learned the key to creating meaningful relationships. And he's going to share that with us this afternoon to see how that's possible for everyone. So firstly, Lee, warm welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Matt. Uh, thank you for that wonderful introduction. I'm so happy to be here. Great to have you, Lee. And the first thing I wanted to ask about was uh, boundaries, you know, boundaries in relationships. And I'd love to, for you to describe what do you what do you understand by a boundary? And, you know, what are the most common misunderstandings around boundaries? Boundaries are very important for relationships. Of course, I think we've heard this over and over and over again. In fact, when I was in my early 20s, I've heard basically that boundaries mean just saying no and setting limits on what other people can do. And I'd like to reframe the way we think about boundaries because that feels kind of icky. That feels kind of disconnecting, saying no, pushing people away. So I like to reframe it to mean that boundaries are less about saying no to other people, but more about saying yes to ourselves. Mm, I see. So about how to say yes for ourselves. So give a, an example, Lee, of what that might look like in practice. You know, how we, how we may not be saying yes to ourselves and what we need to do differently. Well, well, the first thing that comes to mind is a relationship that I had that I thought that I was doing the thing for. I mean, I thought I was creating boundaries for this relationship and we we're going to live happily ever after. So I, I was dating a woman in my early 30s. So I learned on my 20s that boundaries mean no, 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 and limits, limits, limits. So I was going to a job early in the morning and returning home in the evening. And so I'd asked her not to show up until after I've had about an hour or so to decompress. And I was like, well, that's a, that's a nice boundary. That's a, a, a way to kind of say yes to myself, right? And I, I mentioned this to her and she showed up one day just as I was coming home. And she knew I was coming home at this time, just as I was coming home. And I, I knew that I told you I don't want you to come over at this time. So um, what's going on here? And she said, well, I just had to see you. I like you so much, I just had to see you. And Matt, I was enamored. I was just head over heels. I was like, wow, me, this is a, you really want to spend time with me that badly that you just had to come over? I'm so happy for that. And I thought that this is where I leave that boundary behind that saying no, like how can I say no to this? This is yes to my relationship. This is yes to us being closer together. And so it gets tricky 
when you when you think that your happiness depends on the happiness of your partner that's what i was believing i knew that i wanted my own space but also i was very flattered and i wanted them to be happy so i thought saying yes to them meant saying yes to my relationship when in actuality i said no to myself and later and later and later in, a, in my relationship the boundaries well the time that i had to myself got smaller and smaller and, and i had less and less time to myself and i grew angrier and angrier and my relationship just fell apart anyway so it can be tricky when we look at these boundaries and say no 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 to people we really mean to say yes 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 to ourselves i see so what was the impact then um lee in that case of when you you allowed your partner then to uh, to start coming over earlier let's say in that case how did that then unfold in the relationship well, there was uh, there was one point that I could think of was where we, um, well, became more and more. So they actually moved in with me, and this was maybe a year or so. They moved in with me, and um, they were more of a night owl when I was more of a early person. So I can think of an instance where I had this entire week of well, I'm getting up early to go to work, and they want me to hang out with them until midnight. So. It's imagine Monday I get up at 5 a.m. and then I go to bed at midnight that night and get up at 5 a.m. Tuesday and hang out till midnight and they continue on throughout the week that way. And when it got to Friday, I fully expected to take a nap and then go out with them because I was exhausted by that time. But instead they said, hey, why don't I need some help? Can you help me and my parents? And I thought, well, OK, I can do that. It was an hour and a half drive, so I didn't get a nap. Drove an hour and a half, I helped, and I returned Friday night, well, Saturday morning, midnight, exhausted and tired, and he still wanted to hang out with me. And that was the thing. It just got to the point where I could not say no. I could not say no because I thought that my relationship depended on it. I couldn't say yes to what I needed because I thought that I I would ruin the relationship if I did. But Matt, I'm, I'm 50% of the relationship. <laughs> if they're not happy I and mean, if they're happy and i'm not happy then the relationship is doomed so that's what i discovered is that well i had less and less time for myself because i could say no i couldn't say no i couldn't say yes to myself rather mm, and our relationship fell apart mm -hmm. i guess uh, interesting it's a great great insight lee Thank, thanks for that and what would you say because you know boundaries are discussed a lot aren't they it's like a buzzword almost you know, you know have mm -hmm. boundaries and this is how to do boundaries what would you say are some of the biggest like, misunderstandings or misconceptions around boundaries? Well, definitely that boundaries have to be mean and they have to be hurtful and they have to be icky and, and that nobody really wants these boundaries, but they're important in our relationships. And that's kind of how they are portrayed. It's like mm. boundaries are for the people who have been hurt. Boundaries are for the people who don't know how to say no. That's not quite it. I'd like to, again, reframe that and say that boundaries are more about saying yes to ourselves. Boundaries mm. are more about creating and affirming who we are. They're more like affirmations, if you will. I see. Because when you say yes to yourself, you know exactly what you want. I know for a long, long time in my 20s, I'm in my late 30s now, a long time in my 20s, I just didn't know what I wanted. And of course, we, we don't. We go and then we explore and we discover. Boundaries are, are happy accidents. They're, 
they're unintentional uh, feelings that we, we get from events. So imagine this map, we're just walking along, we're living our life, and then we have an experience, boom. And then we have an emotional response to that experience. Wow, or we don't like it. <laughs> and then we log that experience in our minds. And from that, we now have a boundary. And it's a definition of what we are, not so much of what we don't want, but what we are. Ooh, I like ice cream. That is a boundary. That is a definition of who you are. So when you say that to someone, I like ice cream, let's say that, that's a, just a, doesn't sound like a boundary, but I like ice cream. If they're trying to take, if they say they wanna go for yogurt and you prefer ice cream, you're going to speak up. You're gonna say yes to yourself. This is what the experience that you want. It's benign, but it is as simple as that. It just gets more difficult when we think about the more difficult or the more challenging things in life. I want children, or you don't want children. It's a boundary you have to talk about, but it's much more emotionally charged than getting ice cream. Mm, of course, yeah, it makes sense, Lee. And would you say that, um, obviously in the relationship, both partners are gonna bring their own boundaries, let's say, their own definitions or preferences, whichever word you, you choose. What would you say to people who went, maybe they they recognize that there's some differences between the way that they see the world, or let's say their preferences, and those of their partners? What would you say the most helpful ways to work through that? I'd say the most helpful ways to work through it is, well, the, like uh, knowing is half the battle. Essentially, knowing exactly what these boundaries are is very helpful. So knowing yourself being your authentic self, knowing what you like and what you don't like, what you need and what you don't need in a relationship and being able to communicate that in a way that your partner can understand or very calmly and clearly will really help negotiate the boundaries or negotiate what you will do next. Because if it's unclear in the first place, you don't know who you are, what you want and how you're going to get it, you are gonna find yourself frustrated that you have a partner who's not giving you those things, but you don't know what you want. So how are they supposed to know what you want? How are they supposed to give you the things that you need? You can't even articulate it. You can't even tell them. You just know that you're frustrated. And so knowing it is, is first off the best thing, knowing how to articulate it, it's the best. I see. So like being true to yourself, I guess, rather than just maybe going along with things, but actually being quite clear on you know, what's important for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I see. I can definitely resonate with that a lot, Lee. I, I know in the past I've, you know, gone along with things maybe, you know, whether it's in relationships or with friendships where maybe things I didn't really want to do anyway, but just seemed like the easiest option to go go along with things. Have yes. you ever come across that phenomenon? Oh, yeah, certainly. That's been all of my relationships. <laughs> that's, been, that's been my friendships, too. It's kind of like, well, I don't really know what I want to do. I just want to be around people. And I just want to hang out. And I just want to not be alone at home. And I know the hardest question for me to answer for a very long time was, what do you like to do for fun? And I would just be like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't have an opinion about this thing. I, I watch Netflix and... I scroll for many hours through Netflix trying to figure out what I actually want to watch. And mm. I'm just like, I need the, to really know what it is that I want to or so that I can articulate or so I can be in the places that will connect me to the people. So 
at the very mm. least, I know what I want to watch on Netflix. <laughs> That's a great example, isn't it? I, I know the, the feeling of like having a good idea of what you're looking for and searching mm-hmm. compared to just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling are quite different things, aren't they? Yes, they are. They are because you're bored with the scrolling. But my, my challenge, the, the way I, I helped the, to uncover more boundaries about myself was to try something. Like, okay, this movie doesn't look good, but let me try it and see. Let me figure out what it is about this movie that I like or that I don't like. Let me spend that time in action, discovering something new about myself because I've already been here scrolling through Netflix before. I already know what the sensation is like. I already know what the feeling is like. Let's go for something new. And that, I've taken that and I've put it into my uh, relationships. Take that concept and, and um, helped form different relationships with it. Let me, especially with myself, so I'm learning more about myself. Well, now I know that, okay, I wanna watch things on Netflix. I like um, some uh, thrillers, psychological thrillers. And so I'm gonna talk to a person who likes psychological thrillers rather than someone who is all about romantic comedies, just because our conversations will be more connecting because I already know what I want. I don't have to run around looking for people who are bumping into people and and maybe asking them what kind of movie you like and they respond to me I I don't know I don't know mm. you know I I'd, I'd rather find someone who knows what they want so that we can have a connection so we can talk That's a great point Lee it's much easier to relate to someone who already has that sense of what they like what their mm-hmm. preferences are um, I'm just wondering, do you think that can ever go like too far in a sense where people are so like rigidly fixated on the thing that they like and this is my thing that it can become a problem? And any thoughts on that? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I know that's quite an answer. And uh, I'm like, no, it can't be. That's so definite. But essentially, we are who we are and as far as the boundaries that we create as far as our desires and needs and so forth and when we need to take that so that it can be off-putting certainly can be off-putting for for someone who wants things the way they want them to be how they want them to be that is their world that is who they are right but when you interact with that person and you know that you don't want anything to do with that. You don't want anyone trying to control you. You don't want anyone telling you how your life is. You disconnect because whatever's going on with them, it is not about you. They're saying yes to themselves in however way. And I imagine that I used to be this, I actually honestly used to be this kind of person who was afraid to try things new and wanted things to be a certain way. And so I would just do things without considering other people thinking that I'm being helpful also but when I take a look at what I really want in life in the grand scheme of things I get to ask myself no one else gets to tell me I get to ask myself what about my behaviors is not getting me what I want I think I'm doing what I need to do to make friends to to be safe to feel comfortable but am I really getting what I want and that's where it comes with I have to say yes to myself. Yes, am I doing the thing? Do I like to continue doing the thing? If I look around and I'm not being amicable, if I'm not being friendly or if I'm being so rigid, is that what I want? And I get the opportunity to 
to make that change. No one else gets to do that for me. It's a, actually a drain on your energy to do that. So, I mean, I'm saying that boundaries still say yes to myself, but if you run into me, that's why I didn't have any friends. If you run into me, it's likely that you're not gonna like me. And that's fine. You get to go around and find someone based on your own preferences. I see, yeah, that's a good way to look at it, Leo. Yeah, and I love um, how you know passionate you are about this area, you know, relationships and making them work. And I was gonna ask Lee, I'd love to hear a bit about your story, you know, as much as you'd like to share about, you know, your own journey through this this area, you know, and how you've come to the point you are. Oh yeah, so, oh man, I have grown up in a small town in Ohio, so I'm in the States, I grew up in a small town, and I didn't feel very connected with the people that live there. In fact, I felt like no one understood me and I couldn't be understood. So I've always heard that I need to find my people, find my tribe. And when I was old enough, I had an opportunity to move away for college. And there I met new people from different places, I had an opportunity to, to learn about uh, different backgrounds. And I thought for sure that I would connect with these people and that would be my, I'd find my tribe there, but that didn't work out for me. So then again, I left Ohio. I figured that the entire state was broken. I needed to move. So I left and I moved to California, which was all the way across the US. And there I found wonderful people and I thought I was connected with them. I actually enjoyed karaoke a whole lot. And a lot of people knew me on the karaoke scene. They'd high five and they'd say hello and, you know, know what my drinks were. And I thought that this was acceptance. But still, there was something that I wasn't able to share with them. I felt very disconnected still, even though people knew who I was. And so I'd like to point out at this point, I thought California was this not the right state. I moved to the wrong state. So I had an opportunity to move to Chicago. And at this point, I, I thought that I need to find my tribe and I also need to be my authentic self. And that was, that was one of the things that I wasn't doing. Those are the two big themes that have come up in my life is that you're not finding the right people to be yourself around. So I thought when I moved to Chicago, I would do that. Right now, as you hear me, I'm a trans man. I'm a trans man, so I, that means I was female at birth and I transitioned. So when I got to mm -hmm. Chicago, I figured that I'm going to be my authentic self. And what I was hiding was the fact that I wanted to transition for the people in California. So when I moved to Chicago, I found the right people who put me in the, the right position. They, they gave me the resources. They helped me understand what it was that I needed to transition. And my transition completed, and I thought, I'm in a city of you know, 8 million people. I'm going to find my tribe. And sure enough, Matt, I was still lonely. There was something that was missing. There was, there was something with that, that I didn't understand about this experience that I was having. Why isn't, why isn't I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not able to connect with people? So I, I found uh, therapy and group counseling. And I learned that there were specific actions, there were specific things that I was doing and how I was feeling that helped me understand that, oh, I'm not so powerless in this. And it's not just about finding your tribe and being your authentic self. There are other more interpersonal things that you have to do. So with that said, I have to tell everybody. I found out for myself, it felt so great 
that I just have to tell everybody about it. And that's how I got into coaching. Mm, I see. Interesting. So you, uh, what I heard there, if I could just, um, uh, if you don't mind me asking on that, you, you moved from place to place looking for the connection. But then, I mean, what's your reflection on that now, Lee? Do, do you think that that was, do you think the location was the key thing or were there other things maybe on a deeper level that were really um, going on? Wow, that's a great question, Matt. Um, I think that there are, it's like a combination of both. I would say it's a combination of both. Because again, if there are people around me who are being rigid and who aren't interested in learning about me, then I have to be somewhere else. I've, I've got to be somewhere else. But where am I going? This is, this is the thing I didn't know about my authentic self. Where am I going? Where are those people who are like me, who are interested in learning more about me? I don't know because I don't know who I am. And that's where the authentic self came in. So I'm like, I know that there are specific things that I can do to open up to people, but if they're not able to hear me, then I have to talk to someone else. So moving from Ohio to California, I met different people and I learned different things. I had different experiences that I picked up and I'm taking with me to Chicago. And moving in Chicago, I've had experiences and I've take, taken, I've picked up and I've moved with me around the city. So I've applied them to my relationships. I hope that answered your question. It did, thanks Lee, I appreciated it. Yeah, it's, um, and I, I love your point about you know being your authentic self. I just, mm. How would you define that? What does it mean, or how would I know if I'm being my authentic self? That's wow! I love these questions. <laughs> I honestly do. Um, so, being your authentic self, I think that it is, of course, like the definition of being true to yourself. But saying yes to yourself. There's these boundaries. There are affirmations. There are more of what you will like, what you are, what you what you tolerate not what you tolerate, but what you enjoy, more concrete things about yourself. And so instead of saying no to something that you think that you will enjoy, that will benefit you, you would say yes, regardless of however anyone else feels about it. So being your authentic self is, what would you do if there were no consequences and no one was watching? What would you do? Those are your, that's authentic. That's authentic. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think, yeah, and I think that it comes down also to things that are important to you because, all right, um, would you, let's just put this as an example, would you cheat on your partner if, you know, you had that opportunity to? If you would, then that says a lot about what you want and how you feel about your partner. And it's important to note that that is your authenticity and your partner can be absolutely outraged about it but it doesn't change the fact that that is you and who you are you know so it's, it's pretty tough when it comes down to these big decisions or big emotional emotionally impactful events i see i see and how about how about lee let's say somebody has done something that they regret you know let's say it was a cheating situation or another situation where we've done something that you know, cause some problems, cause some difficulties, some pain for us or people around us. How would you, how could you determine or make sense of whether that was your authentic self doing those things, let's say, or whether that was something else and actually you, whether you'd moved away from your authentic self, if you will? Well, yeah, I would say that 
man, I love these questions. Um, I think right away about how often or how you would, how if you would continue to repeat this behavior. Because right away I would say that, okay, that's your authentic self. Well, you're acting on impulse because that's just what we do. Most of the time, we're not being mindful about the impacts that of the things we do. We're not being as mindful. We, we have the, the boundary that we run into. Then we face the consequence. We have the emotion response, we log the response, and then we face that consequence, whatever it is. So you're in a, caught up in a, a, a whirlwind of lusty romance with someone when you decide to pull the trigger and do the thing. It's an impulse that just kind of taken, that's just taken over, over you. And now you regret that because now you're thinking about the things that have happened. Well, wouldn't it be great if you could be more mindful about the consequences beforehand it would be and that's where we talk about um, the cliche journaling and meditation but meditation is all about helping you understand your emotions and feel them but not let your body act on your emotions so if you regret this thing the only thing that you can do is mark it as a boundary and see what happens if you get away with it if you get away with it, like in the sense that your partner forgives you and there are no real consequences to it, it may be your authentic self to continue doing that until you get, until you face a real consequence. It's just that we have these experiences that will share, well, we have the experiences and we react from the experiences. The reflection, the journaling is going to help us understand a little more of Remember that we had, like, it's going to remind us we had this experience. Remember, you got caught and you got in big trouble. Um, do you want to have that again? Reflect. Reflect on that. Reflect on that mm. to, to make sure that it's something that you want to do to be, to be with your authentic self. If you say yes, then you mm. say yes and you want to do it again. It's kind of black and whitish for me, but I know it gets down to the, the gray area for the consequences. Mm. I see. What What do you mean in terms of a grey area? In terms of like whether we own the consequences, whether we recognise the consequences. What, what What would you say is the grey area? Exactly for whether we recognise the consequences and how we feel about it. Because um, I say grey area because I I think that it's not just um, when we do things like when I when I act upon an impulse especially if I was cheating on a partner and my partner finds out my partner's going to think it's about them that somehow they, they are hurt they're impacted by this and rightly so but the gray area I think comes where I try and say that this is not about you partner this is all about me it doesn't have anything to do with how awesome you are or how hurtful you can be at times. It has nothing to do with that. It's all about me. And when we get into relationships, we think, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, Lee. What are you talking about? We are in a relationship. It has stuff to do with me. No, no, no. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Let them handle You have your own stuff to... to you've, you've just got hurt. You have your own boundary. You just faced an action and you had a reaction to something that you don't like 
boom, you have your own stuff to deal with. It's not about changing their behavior. It's about you dealing with what you have to deal with. And likewise, me as a cheater, it's about me dealing with whatever impulses and, and actions, whatever past experiences that I had that led me up to doing this. It's not about you, partner, mm. even though it affects you. I see. I get it. That's a really great way to look at it and quite empowering as well, as you say, to not take it so personally, but think, well, what does that person need to go through or learn or experience? So um, more difficult to do in practice, but a absolutely. great uh, goal. It's yeah. a, it, absolutely. And, you know, it's definitely frightening to, to know that you have all the power because I know in my relationships, it's much easier to just yell at the other person, like, you need to change everything about yourself because I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> It's like, well, I need mm. to control my, my temper, so I'm mad at you right now, but hey, goodbye. <laughs> We're done. Mm. <laughs> Something along those lines. Great way to look at it, Lee. I like that. Um, I was going to ask as well with boundaries. You know, when I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Lee, that, you know, when we have boundaries, it implies a sort of a line, you know, a line between me and you. Mm -hmm. Just wondering how, what you think about how we can stay emotionally connected to a partner while also having the boundaries in place that makes sense all right yes yes it does make sense so if you could imagine um let's say a, just a blank piece of paper and i draw a circle with a blue marker and then i draw another circle with an orange marker those are boundaries right those are boundaries and they're meant to keep things out and they're meant to keep things in. They define us, they define us. So let's say the blue circle is you and the orange circle is me. They're defined by what we want, what we are, who we are, our history, our hobbies, things like that. That's who we are, right? And we come to this connection or relationship because we understand that you are the blue circle and I am the orange circle. The things that I like are just about me the things that you like are just about you. And we can talk about those things. We can be connected by talking about it and understanding how each person feels about those things. So you have these boundaries. Let's say, um, like I said, like, I like ice cream is a boundary. And it's benign, but it is a definition. It is something that you like. You can say for certain. I like ice cream and you like yogurt. Fantastic. We don't have to fight about this. You just know that that's a fact. I just know that that's a fact. And I'm gonna tell you, I love ice cream because of the history I've had with it. I remember when I was a kid, we used to go get ice cream together on Saturdays after baseball. I have so many fond memories. I like chocolate chip, I like Oreo ice cream. I'm just saying that this is who I am. Has nothing to do with you, Matt. And then the same for you with yogurt. I just want you to understand how I feel about this thing, how I feel about the ice cream, why it's important to me. We make the connection when you reflect that stuff back to me, when you can see the joy that I have about it and you can reflect it back to me. Oh yeah, I totally see why you like ice cream. And that's probably something we can do together because we wanna be connected. I respect that about you or I understand why you like that. The moment, that you look at this boundary about me and you start poo-pooing on it. They're like, nah, I, I like yogurt. I, I, I can't understand why anybody eats ice cream with so many calories. Yogurt is so much better for you. That breaks the connection. I Simply see. having your own boundaries, being able to articulate that, the connection is 
the de- demonstrating that you understand those boundaries. I see. Okay, it makes sense. And uh, yeah, it's a great way to look at it. Yogurt and ice cream. I like it. How about though, if let's say if two people, the the red, uh, sorry, the blue and the orange circle, as you say, they mm. have children, yeah? and one of them wants to give ice cream to the children and the other one is saying well do you know what i just don't believe in ice cream it's full of sugar it's not good for you they're going to get overweight how would a couple navigate that if they if their values are different in that respect oh boy that is tough isn't it hopefully that i would i want to like slink out of this and say well hopefully you will discuss these boundaries before you will have figured out you know exactly what it is that you want before you've had children but okay that, that's just my way of the kind of uh, dancing around your question here. <laughs> but it is actually being able to see the truth of how you feel about these things. So I do get to recognize the fact that you don't believe in ice cream. It's full of sugar. I'm going to recognize that about you. And this is me um, thinking like, okay, I know it has great memories for me. It does. It has great memories for me, but right now, I'm trying to focus on what Matt is saying. I want to know how he feels about it. And I have to understand. I want to take a moment to reflect back and understand how you feel about it to make the connection first. If I'm going to poo-poo on it and say, hey, I had ice cream. I grew up and I'm just fine. We are going to fight. I need to be able to connect with you so that you know that you're heard and understood and that we can actually bring in some, some facts and information and we can talk about the pros and cons about this because I think that this is where we meet compromise, where I'm able to put all my feelings about the joy I had about it aside and be practical, listen to my partner and be practical about what he might have to say or what they might have to say about this. And mm. we take the emotion and we kind of push it aside a bit. It's not as intense as if I ignored what you were saying and I did what I wanted to do anyway. We, we would be able to talk and reach a consensus. And I would have to point out though that that's what we do with these boundaries. We practice and, and practice and practice that. And it doesn't just happen within these emotional relationships or romantic relationships. It happens with your friends and with your, with your uh, family members. It, we need to be able to see each other and the limits of our, our uh, boundaries and reflect that back to each other i see Thank, thanks lee that makes sense good uh, yeah good workaround i like i like that approach um what if, what if there's people listening who are maybe recognizing in what you're saying that maybe the boundaries aren't quite right in their relationship let's say there's some boundaries being crossed what are three things that we could start doing immediately you know to try and get boundaries working better well um the three things that you could do to get your boundaries started, I'm thinking um, the first thing is to recognize you, that you boundaries are affirmations. Essentially, we don't want to say that they're no to other people, but more yes to ourselves. So who are you and what do you want and how are you going to get it? Answer those questions. Think about those things. Who are you? What do you want? And I'm talking about your likes and your dislikes. And what I tell my clients to do is to roll those up into what I call the three ends, the needs, negotiables, and nevers. So you have your needs. These are specific events and these are specific actions that you need to have in your life. 
reflect on your past and kind of see wh what those are. There's usually experiences of joy and you want to keep repeating that. And then there are negotiables. Those are things, those are experiences or those are actions and events that you can negotiate having in your life. It's not a huge emotional response. And then there are your nevers. These are actions and events and experiences that you've had that you just never want to experience because you've had such a, a negative experience with them. And you look for mm. those behaviors as a, as a theme. You look for those as a, a reoccurring and make sure that you're able to, to uh, express the specific action that happened and how you feel about the action. So what I ask you to do is some self-reflection Fantastic. Thanks, Lee. That's that's great. Any other thoughts? What else? I know there was a lot in there already about I love the the approach around your needs, negotiables and nevers. That's a really great way to look at it. Um, anything else that people can do? Any other actions to, you know, get get stronger in this area of boundaries? Get stronger in the area of boundaries is being more mindful and reflecting on your experiences. I know that I just said that over and over again. And what does it mean to have these reflections well, being mindful, another buzzword of the day, another buzzword of these days, I mean, is being mindful. But really, it is being thoughtful about what you do and how you feel about it. When I started doing this, I brushed my teeth and I just thought about you know, being in the moment, being right there, trying not to think about anything else but brushing my teeth and seeing how I felt about it. Oh, it's bristly, I need a new toothbrush <laughs> or something like that. But it's as simple as that. It's as simple as paying attention to what is happening in your environment. And that is something that you can do right now, today. And it culminates mm. into bigger things. You'll, you'll discover that you notice how you felt about other things. That's a great point, Lee. I love that that idea. Yeah, be more mindful, more present. It really helps in so many areas, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I've I've really appreciated your time today. It's been a great conversation that we've had. How can people keep in touch with you or find out more about your work? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me at patternsofpossibility.com. I have a free course there. Well, it's called Understanding Connections. So it's all about understanding how you connect with other people as far as the boundaries go. And I also have a free PDF that you can get from 10 tips to making meaningful conversations. And that's, again, you can find me at patternsofpossibility.com slash more possibility. I'm also on all social media. You can search for me at Patterns of Possibility. Okay, that's all for today. Thanks again for joining us. And please remember to subscribe and to leave us a review. Who could you share this episode with that needs to hear this message? Share this episode and remember that the quality of your relationship determines the quality of your life. See you on the next episode.